Blog Talk Radio. We'd like to welcome you to Africa on the Move. We are doing a Blog Talk Radio live cookout with Bob Brown on his 74th birthday. We apologize for some of the technical difficulties or not starting on the original time as was scheduled, but we have worked this out so that now we can proceed. What we're going to do right now, we're going to go through a little bit of music, and when we come back, we're going to talk to some of Bob Conrad's and people he's been working with for over 60 years, 60-something years or more in various movements that uh, have had an impact on the world. And during this program, we'll be having different friends and Conrad's and movements, people calling in and wishing Brother Bob a happy 74th birthday. As you can tell, you hear the music in the background because we are live and this is our first live program. So this is Brother Africa. We're in the seat. We're going to take the heat. And today is Dave Blonde to Bob Brown. We'll be right back. This is Africa on the move. Tu 
vita tutata vita juki na fitina nilikongo yende mbele na frika mama 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 oh na nelie mama
welcome you back to Africa on the Move. This is Brother Africa. As we stated earlier, we're in the seat. We're going to take the heat. As we define it, we're going to stand behind it. Right now, we're doing a live program, Raw Talk Radio Live Cookout with Bob Brown on his Sunday fourth birthday. Right now, we're going to speak to one of his comrades, one of the brothers who have been in the movement for many years and have had a chance to work with Bob and He's going to talk about his work and his relationship with Bob and all that kind of good stuff. And we'd like to bring in right now Brother Lewis Wolf. He's a co-founder, writer, publisher for Covert Magazine. Brother Lou, we'd like to welcome you to Africa on the Move. Welcome. Brother Comrade Lee, it's uh, really an honor to be here in this uh, Joliet Street studio, sitting outdoors here. Um, and today is a an historic day. It's the 74th birthday of Brother Comrade Bob Brown. I've known him for many years. I count I count myself very fortunate in knowing this man because of his work, his extraordinary body of work, which is largely centered on the history and the real story about slavery in this in this country and how so many people were brought from Africa obviously against their will in the hull of a ship tortured to death in many cases in the in the hull of the ship or drowned in the in the in that ship and what Bob has done has dug deep in the archives of the National Archives and the Library of Congress. He has spent I don't know how many hours and days doing his research. So thank you very much. Brother Lou, you know, one of the things about um, the work that you all do is that challenge the status quo, challenge those in power. You, you take on issues to shed light on the truth. Now, that can create many problems. What allows people like you and Bob to do the work that y'all do? Well, it's a little more than the First Amendment that allows us to do it. It's, it's called uh, commitment. Uh, commitments to, to history, to bringing the truth of, history, of the history of this country in this country as well as around the world. You know, the reality is the United States survives based on a doctrine of American exceptionalism that teaches children in high school, in colleges, in universities, and in the churches, and lastly and most importantly, in the military. And uh, that the United States is exceptional. In fact, most recently, came straight out of the mouth of, of Barack Obama. He said, we are exceptional, quote, unquote. Drives U.S. policies, foreign policies and domestic policies. It's preached at our, our people straight out of the mouth of every successive president, regardless of party. But even the party doesn't matter because I suggest that there are 
there is one party with two names. What does that mean? That means that this is a form, a new form of fascism in the United States, even though it's called democracy. But what kind of democracy is it when there are millions of people in this country who are going to bed hungry, who can't feed their children three, miles, three meals a day? Many, many families skip three meals. They have either two meals or one meal or one meal. This is the richest country on the face of this earth. How can this be in what we call or what is called a democracy? You know, Brother Lou, um, can you think about any stories or any event that you were working with Bob that stands out that you'd like to share with our listeners public in terms of the nature of who Bob was or who Bob is? Well, I, I have decided that knowing Bob demands of me not to interfere in his work, but to be in solidarity with his work. Right now, we are planning in Covert Action Magazine that he will produce a major article for us about the truth about the American exceptionalism, but particularly about slavery. And the, the fact is, he just showed me in this department here that not only there are huge bookshelves, but he says he's got 300 thousand books, 300,000 books on his website. Hello? How does that website hold all that stuff? you got to wonder. And, you know, he's so much more than an intellectual. He's a revolutionary, and I honor him so much. Okay, Brother Lou, the last thing, um, this is a Southern fourth birthday for Brother Bob. Um, what kind of message you'd like to give him? On his birthday, with the family. Well, knowing Bob, as those of us who know him so well, he and I'm, he's not in my sight right now. He looks a whole lot younger than 74. Uh, and I understand that I'm 80, and I'm now 81. But I wish I could feel and look as young as he is. And he has taught me when you're revolutionary. You have to not only stand for something, you have to live for something in your real life every day. That's what he does. I say happy birthday, Bob. You know, you know we'd like to thank Brother Lewis Wolf and Cobra Action for sharing his perspective and his shout out to Can I all the Yes, Brother Lewis. I just want the listeners to know how you can find us. Covert Action Magazine, published since 1978. We're now in our 44th year. And uh, our website is covertactionmagazine.com. I'll say it again, covertactionmagazine.com. And if you're interested, you can read our magazine every day if you want. We publish four or five new articles every week, okay? And for just $25, you can subscribe and read the magazine. So you go to our website, covertactionmagazine.com. The last thing I will say is that if you want a full set of our 78 printed magazines, because we're now published online, 
But if you want 78 magazines, if you have room in your in your place where you live, uh, it's standing in a pile about four four feet four feet high. You can get get in touch with us over at Action Magazine, and we can work it out with you. Thank you. Again, we'd like to thank you, Brother Lewis Wolf, for sharing your perspective on Brother Bob on his 74th birthday. And we'd like to do something a little different. Sometimes things don't quite work out the way we want it to, so we have to be a little flexible and a little creative. You know, many people have been waiting to call in and give their their, their appreciation and love to um, Bob Brown. So what we're going to do is, um, if you have a statement you'd like to make, please, and, you'll, and you listen to this program now. Uh, you call 323-679-0841, and please hit 1 if you'd like to make a statement or make a comment in appreciating Brother Brown. Please hit 1, and we will acknowledge your last four number. Hit 1 if you want to make a statement. Please hit 1. So right now, we're going to go to call. You identify yourself, who you are, what organization you belong to, and you can go and make your pitch and make your um, presentation and show your love to Brother Bob. Call you are at 6057, 6057, call 6057, welcome to Africa on the Moon. Thanks for having me, Brother Africa. I wish to wish Bob a happy 74th birthday and commend him for his many years of involvement in the African liberation struggle. I want to commend him for all his years of hard work, and I've had the honor of working and knowing him for over 39 years. And brother, you said your name, your name is who? Anthony Williams. Hey, you brother, what organization, brother? All African People's Revolutionary Party, GC. Okay, he's a finisher. Shout out to Bob. What else you got to say, say to brother Bob on his 74th birthday? Um, I, I hope he has many more and that he continues in his, uh, in, in his work. Uh, uh, and research to document, uh, you know, the impact that all forms of imperialism have had on Africans worldwide. I thank you, Brother Anthony, for your contribution and your love for Brother Bob. Thank you very much. We'll go to our next You're call. welcome. Call Call the number and state your name, what organization, or move me or Bob up, or your relationship to Bob, and you can make a comment. You can go to the call of 5557. Call of 5557. Let's see who we can bring you in. We're trying to bring you in, Carla. That's all with us. No, board is not. All right, 5557. Five, 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 seven, can you hear us? Five, 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 seven, can you hear my voice? 
Call us seven. The mic is is yours. Body Gunny. Yes. How you doing, my brother? Introduce yourself and what would you like to say to Bob Brown, Brother Bob Brown? Cable, this is Dr. Marlana Karinga, chair of the organization Us and the National Association of Culture Organizations, founder of the Pan African Holiday of Unity and Struggle, uh, Family, Community, and Culture, Kwanzaa, and wishing our brother, our colleague, our co combatant, our, our fellow freedom fighter, who is for him, uh, Bob Brown, blessings without number and all good things without end. And we bear witness as an African people. As our beginning was great and good, social development. Are we there? Oh, oh, there was somebody. And so, and so we bear witness as an African people that as our beginning was great and good, social development throughout eternity. Be if we dare struggle, speak to do justice. And walk in the way of writing it. Just want to honor Bob all the work that he's done, all the seven decades of love and struggle and institution building and writing and waging struggle to expand the realm of human, uh, African and human freedom. We honor him, and as Ozzy said, of Malcolm, and honor him, we honor the best in Whenever we raise up people among us, you know, that are doing excellent work. Pushing the boundaries of freedom further, and we in fact raise ourselves up. So we wish for him again blessings without number and all good things without end. And as we stay in uh, Majin tradition, wish all that heaven grants, the earth produces, and the waters bring forth from their death. We continue to struggle along with him. The best way we honor him and all those others who working now and who. Uh, gone on, is to try to live part of the legacy those left and are leaving. Uh, Brother Bob is leaving an awesome legacy. It is uh, a library of lessons we can learn about sacrifice, about struggle, about achievement, about standing and holding the line in the face of all superficial changes. This is so important. We say that. And I want to just close uh, by saying this, and I think it's an honor to uh, not only to the Bob Brown, but to, uh, the brother that he spends his life uh, raising up his work all the time. Our brother Nana Kwame uh, uh, Ture, uh, we honor him, and all the people who work with him, like uh, Sister Nana uh, Ella, uh, Elsa Minor, and Ralph Feather, Nana Ralph Featherstone, and all the other. Uh, and Brother David, all those people that have gone before, uh, it's so important for us to raise them up. And so we honor the living, but also pay homage to the departed. And how do we best honor all the people that we respect, except for our continued legacy that they have left and are leaving? And so that's our struggle. This, this is our duty to know our past and honor it to engage our present and improve it, and to imagine a whole new future, and to forge it in the most ethically effective and expansive. And all African Revolutionary People's Party have been doing that, and Brother Bob has been at the center of that, and all the people that are with him. I just close by saying 
for our organization, us, and for all the people still standing who've not turned their back on their blackness, but understand that the struggle is a long and difficult one, as Cabral has taught us, not the Cabral. Therefore, we should match no difficulties, tell no life, and claim no victories. So continue the struggle. Keep the faith. Hold the line. Love and respect our people and each other. Practice in Guzo Saba the seven true. Do and demand justice. Be constantly concerned with the well-being of the world and all in it. They help rebuild the overarching movement that prefigures and makes possible the good world the point and deserve to live in and leave as a legacy worthy of the name and history African. Again, happy birthday, Bob. Happy birthday, Bob. All right, we'd like to thank you, Brother Karina, for such beautiful words and recognizing the work in the life of Brother Bob Boyle. We thank you very much, my brother. And you keep thank on you. doing what you're doing as well. We thank, thank you for the work that you do. All right, then. All right, you're listening to Africa on the Move. We're having a live cookout in honor of our brother, Bob Brown. If you'd like to call in and make a make a few words, say a few words, and make a tribute and give a tribute to the work of Brother Bob. You can do that by calling 323-679-0841. Make sure you hit one, and we will acknowledge the last four numbers. Right now, we're going to go to caller. You should be in the queue. Caller, we're going with 435050. The mic is yours. Okay, let's let's move from four two five to zero. I think that was the earlier caller. Uh, we're going with caller six five four eight. When my board is clear, we're going to go to caller six six five four eight. And we move a little slow today, so sometimes you can't control this technology and control you. So we're going to wait a minute or so, and hopefully it will clear out, and we can bring in that caller, our next caller, 6548. And sometimes from time to time when we're doing some programs, for some reason or another, it seems like this technology has a tendency to um, not to do the right thing. And these are things that many times you can't control. But let me see if I can bring in the next caller, 6548. Six five four eight. Six five four eight. It looked like uh audience we are having some problems some technical problems with our um with our board. Maybe we can do this. Let me see if I can even play some music, see the iron this thing out when we come back. But let me try one more time, see if we can bring the caller in. Let's see what happens. Caller, six five four eight, can you hear me? That's phone number six five four eight four eight. Go to move. Hello, caller six five four eight. The mic is yours. Yes, caller. Introduce yourself and your organization movement you may be in, and your statement you want to make to Brother Bob. Six five four eight. Call six five four eight. Going one. Going twice. Six five four eight. No comment. Let's move forward. You had your opportunity. 
All right. Let's go to our next caller. We have with us. Once we wait to our boards clear, like I say, audience, we have some technical problems with this board, so bear with us. And we're going to be going to call you next on the board to call 4298. You are next on the board. We're waiting for the board to clear up. We're celebrating Brother Bob Brown's 74th birthday. He's been in the movie over six decades, decades or more, over 60 years or more, 60 years or more. A hard work working for his people and for humanity. What a special person. What a special person. So we are waiting for our board to clear. Once we clear, we are moving to the next column. As we say, from time to time, it happens, and we have no control over this. So we hope this will clear up. And in the meanwhile, what I'm going to do, we got Sister Empress. Come on here, Sister Empress. Um, they're messing with our board, so, you know, we got to be creative in this battle. When they make one move, we got to make a counteract. Uh, our board's not working, and what we're going to do right now, Sister Empress, we're going to interview you. Okay. Get a perspective from you in terms of the work about the Bob and how he relates to the things that you're doing and all of that good stuff. Um, so yeah. right now, we have with us Sister Empress. Uh, she's the convener of the Million Woman March and Movement. And Sister Empress, we'd like to welcome you to the 74th birthday cookout for Brother Bob Brown. We're waiting for her. So, so Empress, since they're giving up problems on the board, so we're going to have to do it this way. Okay. Um, just introduce yourself to this audience. Okay. Greetings, family. Um, if you'll bear with us for one moment, I'm going to um, get on through the board. So, uh, again, we are here commemorating our brother, our comrade, our elder, Bob Brown, uh, it's a beautiful day, and I mean, you know, the energy is wonderful, the The sun is definitely wonderful, and so I'm going to give it back to, to um, Brother Africa for one minute, and I'm going to connect us via the board, so just bear with us. I got you. Yeah, so okay, we try to um, see if we can get through this confusion. Uh, you know, because that's what capitalism does. That's what the enemy does. It, it creates confusion. We want you to become confused. So you get confused. And when you act confused, you're not going really to directly understand and see the problems that you need to see in order to solve them and get out of out of this confusion. So um, we, we, we deal with confusion. Yes, this is a beautiful thing out here in Washington, D.C. And um, hope we wait for our time to wait yet. We got to kick on. Which one is you? Yeah, what else? Greetings, greetings. All right. Can you hear All me? Right. We got it. We can hear you. We got you. We got you. <laughs> hey, All right. Now. I'm telling y'all, you just don't know, and that's why this brother Bob Brown real, real, real special. But him, he's <laughs> over 60 years in the movement, and all these obstacles that he has um, confronted him, he never gave up. So, hey, he's a good example. That's right. Oh, well, as I was saying. About your brother Bob Brown. Well, listen, you know, for me, it's only been two decades, so I'm looking forward to the next four. <laughs> like, like the brother, you know, you said it's 68 years he's been active. And, and no, I said 
active, not just, you know, used to be active. And how do I know that? Well, five years ago, we did the Million Women March 20-year anniversary. And, and, of course, during these past five years, we've been building. And, you know, while he doesn't want me to give him any accolades or anything like that, I would be remiss if I didn't at least say that uh, he's one of the brothers who definitely, whenever we called on him to, to do whatever, uh, it got done. And, and um, I have to say this. I can't say that about a lot of people. And so, you know, again, it's important that we recognize folk uh, while they're alive. Because black folks tend to want to salute people after they're dead. And they want to talk all that stuff about how great they were and all the great work they did. But then while they're here doing the work, they catch hell. And I know from personal experience and watching others, uh, you know, and, and this class is kept, even when we talk about Brother Malcolm, you know, the stuff that he went through. And then, you know, after he's dead, all these people, a lot of people, how great and wonderful and all of that, but we don't realize what they're going through during that time period. And we have to ask ourselves, who was there to really support? So I can say without a shadow of a doubt, when it comes to Brother Bob Brown, uh, certainly, you know, it, people talk about being supportive and being a part of, of the movement and the context of really stepping up and doing whatever part it is that they can do. And, and again, we, you know, we're not talking about overburdening yourself or going out of your way, but whatever it is that can be done. But here's a perfect example. We were doing something in D.C., uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, it was also, you know, right as COVID was kind of kicking in and so forth, but, you know, some of us kept moving as best as we could, and so we were doing things in D.C., and as we, you know, will continue to do because it's one of our sister cities, and uh, we needed uh, some space to do it in. You know, because, again, many won't step up unless you have some money. And usually in this day, we ain't talking about no little bit of money. Uh, but, but, again, uh, Brother Bob Brown knew that we needed a space to meet to, to begin the next phase of organizing, and he hooked it up, you see. And so, again, you know, there are little things that aren't really little, but at the same time there are things that anybody can do to help, even if it's just circulating the flyers, circulating the information. Uh, how, how much time does that take? A lot of folks now won't even do that. They won't even post it on your Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is that they're spending a whole lot of time on. So, so again, we're here. We came in from Philly. Uh, my son is here uh, because, you know, it's important that our young folks get involved and see what's going on, get their hands in it, you know, and that's what, as mothers, you know, that's part of what we're supposed to be doing as far as I'm concerned, making certain that our children and grandchildren and so forth are interacting uh, as best and as much as possible without, you know, trying to force them or anything like that, but, but making certain that when we are attending various events, and I know a lot of people do that already, so, so again, uh, I'm not talking about the ones that don't. I'm just saying to share the information, particularly with mothers, bring your children to events like this where we're saluting a brother who has put in 68 years I mean, that, that's just incredible and still going strong, and that, that's the whole point. So, again, we're here 
you know, not only to, to celebrate and commemorate uh, his Earth Day, Brother Bob Bob's Earth Day, but his work. And by the way, a little later on, family, we're going to talk about uh, Baba Bob's book, his book that is available. We want to make sure that people are aware of how they can, you know, support him with the book that he's been, done a tremendous amount of research on. I mean, you know, when I was reading it, I was like, what? So we're going to tell you more about that a little later on, and also the fact that he is available for speaking engagements. And so with the MWM, uh, what we call the M4 Group, which is our media, marketing, manufacturing, and uh, merchandising unit, we now have a speaker's bureau. And so any of our people that are speaking truth to power, we now are available to help book them for colleges, Black History Month, Kwanzaa, etc. So I'm going to turn it back over to Brother Africa, and I'll be black with you certainly, but I'm getting ready to get out here and get some more work done uh, to help make this event as wonderful as it is and is here all day until 9 o'clock. All right, Brother Africa, you got it. All right, thank you, Sister Infant. You're always on the queue. So let's move forward. We're going to go to caller 4290. The last four numbers, caller 4290. We're going to bring you in. Welcome to Africa on the Moon. And welcome to Brother Bob's 74th birthday cookout. 4290, can you hear me? Chat, excuse me, Brother Bob, I need you for a minute. It's trying to bring call the four two nine zero. Okay, we we have this problem again with this board. Uh, what 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 can we say? Let's see if we can try another number and see what's going on. Um, we can try. Let's try caller six zero two nine. Caller six zero two nine. What do we have to do? Caller six zero two nine. Can you hear me call it 6029? Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. So we're going to have to do this. What we're going to do right now, do we have Brother Moses in the house? Can you take a few minutes, come on over here and talk to us, talk to the people? Because this boy again want to play games. Um, you have to come over here because the boy is not letting people come through right now. We have with us another brother from the community. We have had an opportunity to get to know Bob and work with Bob and being influenced by his work. His name is Brother Moses, and we would like to welcome him to Afghan Move. And Brother Moses, introduce yourself and tell the listening audience what kind of movement work that you do. Thank you, thank you, Brother Africa, and greetings to everyone within the sound of my voice. My name is Robert A. Moses. I'm currently struggling with the D.C. coalition in solidarity with the Cuban Revolution that we try to bring up normalization of relationships between Cuba and the U.S. and uh, other progressive groups. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a great day for Bob Graham. We celebrated 74, and, and certainly we hope that he has many more years to come. As you can tell, we hear noise in the background because we're here live. We're doing this live, and, um, you know, we're living it up. This is a good day to live up. Brother Bob, 74th birthday. Brother Moses, 
How did you meet Brother Bob? And um, what was your impression of when you first heard him speaking? What are you speaking about? How did that impact your way of thinking? And participating in the movement. Yes, I first met Brother Bob when I was uh, uh, doing a bookkeeping, full charge bookkeeper for the Alliance for Global Justice. And uh, one of the projects I did was uh, um, Pan African Roots. And I met Brother Bob, and I read his book. His little book was about uh, reparations and uh, the slave, slavery movement, etc. And I was very, very impressed. Matter of fact, I told him I had to wake up and smell the coffee. That's how, that's how out of it I was. So, um, he's a great scholar, a great researcher, a great revolutionary, and it's a privilege to even know him. And you know. A lot of people like to go for fame and money, but for some reason, Brother Bob, over six, eight years of struggling for the few people, he never went down that road. What would you say about a person who have that kind of disposition? I think that's great. I think you know we need compassion, we need empathy, we need altruism, we need we need revolutionaries, and Brother Bob represents the best in the in the, in the revolutionary tradition. Okay, and your final thought on the 7th birthday, your final thought to the audience, as you salute Brother Bob, will be what? Your final thoughts, what do you like to say? I think we should all pray and um, hope that Brother Bob has many more years because he has so much to contribute. He's one of the great minds of this century, and we need to recognize that. And I thank you. All right, you heard Brother Moses from the Solidarity Movement. But I want to do it, Brother Moses. I saw how King ran in somewhere for African awareness. You come and bring him on. We're going to put him inside this in our uh, interviews. We're going to do live interviews because they are playing with our glory. But, you know, we revolutionaries. We find other ways to get around the problems. We don't let them stop us. We just go over them, around them, and go to them. If you don't see me, bump, go see Brother Hatu. Tell Brother Hatu come on by there. The people waiting for him. That's right. This is Africa on the Move. This is a special program for a special person. Our brother Bob Brown. The only one Bob Brown. You can imitate it, but you never can duplicate it. Only one Bob Brown. And we're proud of our brother. We're showing our love you, Dave. Showing our love you, Dave. Again, as Brother Ipsy stated, that uh, you really want to hear a dynamic speaker, someone truly that put their heart out there for our people and their blood and their sweat and their taste. Brothers and sisters, students, you. You deserve to hear the best, and none less. You need to bring Bob Brown to your university so he can speak truth to power and tell you the real deal, the truth. Brother Hakeem, come on over here, please. We have with us right now Brother Hakeem from Martin Wachowski. Can you come on this side, please? He's organized for the African Awareness Association. We're the first African person foremost. When is the African Awareness Association? African Awareness Association. We're all about the collective. We're not particularly ideologically driven, so therefore we don't have a conflict in terms of different ideologies. We're more concerned with just a general awareness, and so our role is to facilitate that general awareness in terms of the predicament that we find ourselves in in the context of this capitalist system. So we see ourselves, in that, in that regard, we see ourselves as a unifier. Okay, now, we're talking about getting our props to Brother Bob. This is second for birthday. Uh, when you think about Bob, when you have interacted with him, when you have watched and observed his work, how has the influence you impact you? And just tell the people in general, when you say about Bob Brown, what comes to your mind? When you say, when you hear about the brother Bob Brown? 
Well, when you think about Bob Brown, you've got to think about, uh, you know, his commitment in terms of the movement. Uh, one of the things when we talk about commitment, you know, it's not a very easy thing to do. In the context of so much disinformation that permeates the society, when it comes to, when it comes to enlightenment, the problem line is that, you know, sometimes, you know, um, uh, in, in attempts to bring some clarity to what's going on in the world, oftentimes it's not received. And it comes very, very depressing. So you talk about an individual for over 63 years who actually engaged the population, despite the kind of very real uh, difficulties he encountered in terms of trying to convey information that's so pertinent to the aspirations of the, of the masses of the people. And so Pulitzer Brother Bob Brown is exceptional. And uh, by the way, Brother Bob Brown, um, just, just on a personal note, uh, as a young man, you know, just recently moving to New York City, you know, one of the, uh, the first apartments I got was, was with the help of Brother Bob Brown. Uh, <laughs> so without Brother Brown help, you know, certainly um, in terms of my political uh, career, uh, certainly wouldn't have been uh, as, as, as prominent as, as it is now without that kind of assistance I received from Bob Brown when I was a very, very young man. So clearly Brother Bob Brown is a very exceptional human being and a uh, very motivated individual. And certainly he's worthy of the kind of homage and respect all that we pay, we pay to Brother Bob Brown today at this function. Okay, Brother Hackey, your final thought, Brother Bob being in the movement for over six, eight years, struggling for our people. What you say about a man who had that kind of consistency, consistency and that kind of dedication? He's not going for the money. He ain't going for Hollywood. We tell the people, you know, that there's other roles and images that we have people need to know about. So what do you speak what do you say when someone has that kind of love for that people? Well, when you when you run individuals with that kind of love for the mass of the people, then truly these people are exceptional. Bob Brown is above exceptional. Uh, in fact, you know, his commitment in terms of the, the population is 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 is, is staggering. Uh, when you think about the kind of ordeal that he dealt with historically in terms of being one who fights for the justice for, for humanity. When you think in terms of these struggles that he waged and the kind of repercussions as a result of engaging these struggles, uh, the mere fact that he persists, despite all of that, speaks to a very special kind of human being. For Bob Brown, the very, very special kind of human being, and certainly uh, the kind of respect that we give to Brother Bob Brown is, is, uh, is, uh, is worthy. If we need Brother Hackey, after the running association, there's plenty of two of the Cubans. Also, you see about the Cubans, the so how do you participate? Yes, uh, we will be going to Cuba. And, matter of fact, uh, one of the things that is so key in terms of going to Cuba is often we talk about the role institutions play in terms of shaping the way people think, the way people behave. Cuba is a pretty sensitive example in terms of institutions that create the best kind of human being. When you contrast the Cuban system with the American capitalist system and you look at the terms of how the people behave, how they act, how they interact. And it's clear there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a difference in terms of the in terms of the two. And so what we advocate is that people come to Cuba to see for themselves firsthand in terms of the beauty of the system, in terms of what it has to offer humanity. And and also I should add that when we talk about Cuba, uh, the openness and the honesty of the people is uh, something that in America uh, we're hard pressed to come across. So clearly uh, this notion in terms of freedom. Uh, it's something, in fact, is extended to the basket of people in Cuba as opposed to the United States. So clearly, go to Cuba, see for yourself firsthand what Cuba is all about and why it's such a, it's a critical uh, nation in terms of the fight for humanity. Okay, Brother Haki, your last thought. When you think about Bob Brown, that describes three words that would typify who Bob Brown is based on his work. 
Those three words, principle, exceptional, and dynamic. Exceptional and dynamic. And that way, let me go know three words for you. Well, clearly, Brother Brown, as you alluded to before, uh, Brother Brown very, very consistent in terms of you know his stand, in terms of struggle, you for humanity. He's been very, very consistent about that. Uh, his ability to articulate in terms of the issues that confront humanity. Uh, he, Bob Brown has a very, very unique skill in terms of his ability to actually do that and to be, be able to deliver a message in such a way people receive it. Uh, so I think in that context, uh, you know, Bob Brown is exceptional because he's capable of doing those kind of things. So in, in all in all, Bob Brown is, Bob, Bob Brown is uh, a, a exceptional across the board. How do you get in contact with African Women's Association? Sure. You can contact us at African Women's Association, all one word, number two, at gmail.com. Or give us a call at area code 804-549-7492. And um, oh, in, addition, in addition to that, uh, for any uh, applications, please contact us at African Women's Association, all one word, number two, at gmail.com. And uh, we certainly welcome you, uh, and we certainly hope that you will bring yourself the opportunity to go to Cuba and see firsthand the greatness that is. That's right. We're on our way. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. can. Why can't you? If you want to, we want to work it out. Thank you, Brother Hakeem, for asking the Women's Association. We can bring in another Conrad and revolutionary brother who has a longevity of struggling and working for our people. And my brother, Chucky, Chucky Irving, we'd like to welcome you to Africa on the Moon and to the 74th birthday of Brother Bob Brown. Welcome to Africa on the Moon. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. You've been out there fighting for a long time, Brother Lee, out there in Richmond. We met many, many decades ago. You know, Brother Chalky, this is an interesting event because when you're talking about the personalities of the workers, those who really been in trenches and those who really speaking truth to power and fighting it, this what this gathering represents when you look at these kind of individuals. And as you say, stated, most of these individuals right now in this event, they have longevity. They won't get so fly by night, work two, three years, the things can go that way, they left and did something else. So um, what you say about the longevity of Brother Bob Brown? What you say about a man with that kind of stamina and that longevity? Because like I said earlier, he could have went hard with it. He could have got paid two, three hundred thousand dollars a year to work for other politician organizations. Matter of fact, I was in a meeting one day where someone called him to come work for that campaign, and they were going to pay. They were, what's so funny about it, Brother Chucky? They wanted him to work on that campaign, but they wanted him to pay him nothing. But they had a system brother working on the campaign, couldn't do what they needed oh. need, need done. Okay. They Bob, but still mm, the money, be, uh, he still paid those who couldn't function do the job. But Bob still said, Lee, I have to go help our people. I'm to put it right on the road. about the money. Well, what's, that, that is the grill right there. That's a, uh, uh, what we call it, self-consciousness that motivates me. Well, this is, this uh, is the grill. I met Bob. This I was a grill. old man when I joined the movement back in Philadelphia. Bob Brown came to the University of Pennsylvania, and he it came to a house burn. afterwards, and uh, he was holding a little internal rap, you know, with the APRP. And uh, I said to Bob Brown, I'll never forget, I said, Oh, you're talking about the panda. Okay, okay, all right, I'm with you now. Yep, yep, okay. Bob Brown's response, I'll never forget, he said, our people's problems are grandiose. I'm going to give my watch this off real quick. 
We have a problem with our technology on the board. We're going to try to fit you in. I see you on, on the board. If you want to speak, you just hit one. We can try to come to you, but we can't do no more than we can do based upon what's not if the technology is working. So we've got to be real creative today. We've got to be real creative. We may have planned in one way. We may have to end up doing something else. We might just have a whole next hour out and have a live testimony on Brother Bob and his work. And we want Sister Nancy to We need some sisters to come up here and tell that lady and check their head. I don't say no note to Brother Alfred. You know Brother Alfred don't know nothing about no note. We're going to go. Come on here. You know. So we're going to bring in. I can get you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Hold on. Um, we try to do some logistical work right now. We're coming forward. We're going to do live interviews. Hold on. We have that dear sister right here. She's going to introduce herself and talk about the moon machine, and then we can talk about her relationship with Bob. How you doing, my sister? I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Eleanor Johnson. I'm delighted to be here with Brother Bob Brown, the revolutionary. I'm saying revolutionary. You know, uh, when we think of revolutionaries, we got to remember women and the profound role women have played in the movement. And Brother Brown recognizes women the indigenous people. Uh, he recognizes the revolutionary struggles of not only African people, but the diaspora as well as collaboration, recognizing that the embargo against Cuba needs to be annihilated. I'm so delighted to be here right now with Brother Bob Brown. I am, he's about to autograph my wonderful book that were published in 2021, uh, the the digitalization of slave records, things that we take for granted uh, just aren't here in the United States. Access to American history, access to your heritage, uh, being able to know as a descendant of an enslaved person where you're from, who you are. It's available, it's just not accessible. And Brother Bob Brown has pulled this as an issue to publicize. I'd like to share the book with you. Uh, It's it's quite a read, volume one. We demand the full civilization of all slavery era records, volume one. Brother Bob Brown, 1921. He's going to be kind enough to sign this book for me today. I also have volume two, uh, the same name. And it's so essential. But what's really essential, once again, is the recognition of men and women in the revolution. The reality is, is that 321 people are shot in the United States every day. But the face of mass execution has a black face. The reality is that uh, renal failure is a major profit-making business, dialysis. We make up 12% of the population. But we, we in, in the renal clinic, we make up triple that. So these are issues that Brother Brown addresses. Revolution is about saving Mother Earth. It's about the environment. 
It's about realizing that we have to think about the future. And Brother Bob Brown doesn't bother with minutia. He realized that in February, when the Ukraine was invaded, our Secretary of State already talked about the information the U.S. was giving the Ukrainians months before the invasion. And no one discussed the crises in Yemen, the atrocity of Saudi Arabia and its effect on Yemen or taking a U.S. citizen, dissecting him in an embassy in Turkey. No one addressed the issue of Somalia and a U.S. drone strike, nor what's going on in the Republic of the Congo. It's people like Brother Bob Brown. And the problem with the revolution is people like Bob Brown, Dr. James Foreman, they, didn't, they weren't able to cash in. But some people recognize that. Like Andy Young said, these people, for their great revolutionary minds and hearts and never, never giving up, there was an economic price to pay. It didn't matter about being an intellectual. It didn't matter about the commitment. As a, as a scholar, as a writer, none of these things mattered. But one thing does matter. Today we're here to celebrate Bob Brown's birthday. I'm honored to do so. He's a true revolutionary, but he never gave up. Long live the revolution, and the United States needs to do one thing, organize the many to defeat the few. If you have a job, whether you make, if you're making a million, two million a year, and you working, you a working class person, and you deserve that two million that you earn every year. If you're making a hundred thousand, you deserve that money. But remember, we have a, a surplus labor economy where some people are set up to never work. They just seem to have a black and brown face as well to be underpaid. This industrialized housing where the landlord gets rich and the people are marginalized, Bob Brown stands up to fight these things. He's a revolutionary. He's an environmentalist. He's a feminist. Why we're here today. Happy birthday, Brother Bob Brown. And I want to celebrate Brother Lou Wolf, Brother Africa, Brother Haki, Brother Joe Brown, Brother Robert Moses, Oh, my goodness. We got a revolutionary list here. We got Camus Benjamin. Oh, my goodness. It's like a who's who list of revolutionaries. Long list. John Steinbach, this brother right here. This is Joe. Joe, two words you'd like to say about our brother Bob Brown and his contribution to humanity? Yeah, just happy birthday, Bob. Thank you for all your tough work and all your revolutionary actions and long live the revolution, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Bob. Mr. Salvador, we got one more question for you. When you look at Brother Bob Brown, and he had described three to four words of oh, 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 who is Brother Bob Brown. What would be those three or four words coming to your mind? Scholar, feminist, environmentalist, fighter for the people, bringing knowledge to the people. Education, someone said, is liberation. It's power. And he's the person that empowers the people. And I can only say thank you, Brother Bob Brown. It's a pleasure to meet you. And God bless you. And 
of life. Happy birthday. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Sister Illinois. I've been waiting a long time. Okay. You heard it. That's right. We're speaking truth to the powerless and the powerful. We talk about the life and the work of Brother Bob Brown. You may not see him in the history book, history every day. And can y'all hold up for one second, please? Yes, sir. Yes, we have people. This is live, guys. For the first time, we're doing this live. So as you hear things, that's what it's going down. But again, we're trying to bring those on online. We're going online. We are waiting patiently, but we try to figure out how to get around this uh, issue of technology. For some reason, from time to time, they do things to the board that it doesn't allow it to work properly. So we still try to come back to you, but just be patient. One time, let's see if we can get someone on the board. Let's see if we can get in on this board. We're gonna bring in Carlos. We're gonna try it back again, Carlos. Let me see. Let me see if we can bring you in, Carlos. We're going to try to bring in Carlos. Let's see if we can bring the call in for something. See, the boy working properly. Just hold on. Get us a second or so. Wow. Wow. That's just a few years ago in Texas. You see about Bob Brown. He was. He already was coming in. Okay. Listen to the audience. Right now, you still got to hold on because our boy is not working properly. We're trying to bring in Carlos 4290. We have Carlos 4350 waiting. We have host of folks on this board is waiting, but instead of boy not working properly, we just have to continue to allow interviews right now. So right now, um, that's who we're working. Do we have brothers to stand back now? Yes. But be patient with the boy's not working. Trying to bring him in. Right. He's, he's on the cook right now. Okay. Three, two, three, two, three, four, nine, oh, You got people calling, people coming, people going crazy over Bob Brown. He's working. Bob Brown, a true revolutionary. I know one for real. When I write my book and we want to know what a revolutionary is, the first word come to my come to mind, it'll be Bob Brown. Yeah, I said he don't like it. Look at him looking at me. Look at him looking at me. Yeah, get mad, get mad. Yeah, we talking about you. We talking about you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So brothers and sisters, y'all need to come to this cook out. Oh man, this is a heck of an audience here. This is some serious stuff here on TV here. So um I'd love to play y'all some music, but we're going to have to make our own music because, again, the technology is falling on us, falling on us, falling on us. So, uh, this is Brother Alpha, this is Susan. How are you doing, Sister Susan? Salute to you. Hey, folks, come on over here. There's my sister here. This is your sister. How you doing? Oh, I got my family from all over. Hey, Brother Alpha. Let me introduce to you right now another freedom fighter. Long time. Long time with us. Come on this side. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we got a long time, another long time revolutionary struggle. Brother, brother Ben Bosch is Shungo. Watch your feet, brother. We don't want to disconnect, okay? They're trying to already do that to us. We don't want to do it to ourselves, okay, brother? How you doing, brother Ben Bosch is Shungo? How you doing? Struggling, brother. Struggling. 
my man all the way from Oklahoma City. What part you here, Brother Babush? Well, actually, we are on our way to Tijuana. On your way where? To Tijuana in a couple of days. We're going down to the Workers' Summit of the Americas, which is an alternative to Biden's Summit of the Americas, where he's talking to some of the Americas that he likes, usually neocolonial people. And the other folks who he did not invite will be in Tijuana. And they will be talking about how they can go through a process to change this whole situation and make it more equitable for everybody in our America. So I'm going with Brother Kamal over there, the summit on Thursday. But in the meantime, we just had to come by and say hello and happy birthday to Bob, to Bob Brown and also to see our family who seems to be all gathered here from all over the D.C. metro area, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, and we're, we're really excited. Thank you. You know, Brother Bambosha, sometimes you don't get to um, smell your flowers. And the capitalists, they always like to give you flowers once you have made your transition. So I'm very happy to be in an event like this where the brother can smell his flowers before you make, make, make any transition. So when we talk about Brother Bambosha, people ain't planning on transmitting themselves to nowhere else anytime soon because we got a lot of work to do and we need workers. So don't plan on them going nowhere. We're going to keep them for a little, for a little bit. So talk a little bit about Bob Brown. We say he's been struggling over six, eight years, struggling for the people, struggling for humanity. What stands out the most for Bob Brown when you think about Bob Brown and, and his work and his legacy so far? I guess all, all I could have is that Bob is the brother who exhibits what Nkrumah talks about, that you Africans should be uh, honest, modest, dedicated, informed man or woman. And he exhibits that quality uh, throughout his over 50 years of participation in the struggle. He's been in the struggle ever since I first met him in Chicago in 1967, and I know that he is one person that I can say, do not believe struggle is over when you get old, but instead that as long as we're still not free, we must continue to struggle. And your final thoughts on Bob, you're describing three, four words, what would be the words that stand out the most? is a researcher, a person who is seriously concerned about the little details of our struggle, but he also has a vision and outlook for how we can solve our problems once and for all through Pan-Africanism. We'd like to thank you, Brother Pam Bush and Shango. Right now, we're going to bring in Brother Kamal Benjamin. Come and have a seat, young man. Now, if you really want to talk about art and a real revolutionary artist, this is one of the best in the business, one of the best in the world. He is so humble and so quiet, but this brother is a bad brother, bad artist. Brother Kamal. Hello, my African brother. Welcome to Africa on the Moon and the 7th floor, brother Bob Byrne. Okay, well, you know, I'm always 
did to celebrate the birthday of my brother that I've been doing for the last 40 years, struggling for African Liberation Day and the unity of Africans all over the world. We are Pan-Africanists, long, hard, since Mama Therese, Stokely Carmichael. We're still here. We're still here. We're not going away, all right? And as long as we have breath in our body, we'll be struggling to unify our people, all progressive forces around the world. Brother, you bought some dynamite art out here where people get on purchase. Talk a little bit about your artwork over there. Let the listeners know what you got out there right there, right now. Well, uh, as an artist, I've been painting ever since the elementary school. You know, that's where they recognize my talent. So as I progressed in life all through high school and the university, I've been painting. But since I've been in the All-African People's Revolutionary Party, during the time of Kwame Ture, Stokely Carmichael, Bob Brown, and a number of other forces, including me, uh, I've been painting. And my painting has been political and representative of, of our work, you know, and, and what we have to do, and, you know, bringing people together and informing people. We stayed up nights uh, preparing for Afri- African Liberation Day in the past, painting banners and posters and passing out leaflets, like 10,000 leaflets. How many? 10,000. 10,000 one night? No, 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 throughout the time period, two weeks, you know, we held African Liberation Day in D.C. at Malcolm X Park. You know, we had assignments and a location to go get leaflets, Uh, and everyone was signed to an area, blocks, throughout the city. And the units of Africans that were coming into the city during that time had assignments to pass out leaflets in certain areas of the city. So 10,000 leaflets, that's for one year. Brother Kamal, now talk a little bit about Bob. As a worker, working with him, um, what would you tell about Bob as a worker, as a political organizer? Bob is an inspiration to all of us, you know, Bob is a hell of a, a, a theoretician, speaker, historian, African in particular. Uh, so that's why we get our enthusiasm for for struggle, along with him and Kwame Ture and a number of others and during that time, including Lee, Bamboshi, uh, we can go on and name them. Uh, some of the brothers and sisters are still here with us and some of the past, but that will not Discontinue our struggle. Our struggle will be here long after I'm gone. So we just want to inform the brothers and sisters as to what our struggle is all about. You know, our people need to know who are their true heroes and sheroes and strugglers and revolutionaries fighting for their cause. Bob has Bob has done so much for the world, but yet many people don't know about Bob. What can we do to change this situation? Well. We just have to highlight Bob and involve him in more of our activities because, you know, we are we're progressing in age and we are getting around the country and throughout the city here in Washington, D.C. So we just have to promote Bob as a speaker and uh, as, a, as we said, as a historian and, and theoretician of Pan-Africanism. Yeah, we're not just limiting them to D.C., are we? No, I mean... We, we're talking about Pan-Africanism, uh, a nationwide, worldwide. 
That's what Pan-Africanism means. We're organizing our brothers and sisters wherever they are on this planet. And uh, wherever we can get a voice uh, and be heard or or give information, we hope to be there and informing, you know, them of what our struggle is. And our struggle is more intense today because of what imperialism and capitalism so we will be struggling forever to unify our people under scientific socialism. Um, and that's what our education and political work is all about. That's right. You heard it live from Africa on the moon with Brother Africa. We're in the seat. We're going to take the heat. As we define it, we're going to stand behind it. We're not only going to speak to the powerless, but we're going to speak to the powerful. This is what it's all about. All right, Brother Kamal, we'd like to thank you, but Brother Kamal, before you leave you, how can they get in touch with you for those who like to maybe come and you set up an artist exhibit or purchase from your art? Because you're a bad artist, brother. You're a bad brother. Well, I'm always giving me reason 202, uh, 213-0583. And your final thoughts on Brother Bob Brown? As I said, Bob has been my, my inspiration uh, for these many years in terms of our struggle, not only for African, but all progressive and oppressed people around the world. So Bob was very enlightening and, you know, intelligent brothers and understand this history of the revolution. So anyone that talks to Bob will also gain this knowledge and inspiration. Thank you, Brother Kamal. My man, Brother Kamal. So, therapist, what's going on? I see see you chilling and everything. Me and you were Marjorie Cabrera. Had over five million people at one time to the brother love. Hey, 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 this is a beautiful day, a beautiful event. And I'm just telling you, this is the kind of thing that when I started coming into the struggle, this is what we used to see on a regular basis, you know, uh, at least once a month. So, so it's really a blessing and an honor to not only be here, but to, to kind of see the, the, the regeneration and the re-rising of things that we were taught and things that we were involved in. You know, struggle has a lot of nuances, a lot of ins and outs. But when we're able to sit amongst one another and still do the work that we're doing, but, but yet to be able to just be able to eat together, to, to talk, things of that nature. This is what is so important. And it's a part of the struggle. It's a part of the movement. You know, Brother Africa... Unfortunately, in this day and age, particularly with some of the younger folks, they talk about movement but have not experienced the real essence and the real roots of movement, you see. And I'm talking about going back to to the 40s, the 30s, and and so forth, and even more than that. but, But we know we have documentation that can definitely provide information. And so, you know, our our mission, or one of our missions, is to connect the black dots so that we bring the past into the present and help to prepare for the future. But, but you got to connect it in that way. And this is what we tell a lot of our people today, no matter what age they are. If they're just coming into the movement now, I don't give you five or 500. You need to make sure you connect with some of the roots, some of the pioneers, ones who are still with us because that's a part of the tradition of our people. 
And if you're not connecting with some of those people who have done this, who have made the sacrifices, then I can tell you right now, <laughs> uh, you need to check yourself. And not only that, but I also tell you that the longevity of what you might be doing or working on or trying to build will probably be not reach goal. There is tradition about what we do. So even though you might not see it in a book or it might not be said verbally, we live it. When you live something, it has its own power. That's what we're doing here today. You see several generations right here. And, and with that, we know that the work of Benny Lou Hamer, Kwame Ture, Ella Baker, and even further back, Matt Turner and others will continue. So there this before I let you go and we're going to move on with the whole folks that are saying we here. Um, what's on the plate for me and my next year or so? Talk to me a little bit about your program. Well, Brother Africa, you know, it has taken us a decade to, to bring things forward. And and I know, you know, initially I was like, a decade? I mean, I had no idea. And this is what I'm talking about. There's certain things that are not necessarily explained. And, and perhaps that's best, but I had no idea it would take a decade to develop some strategies and other things. But, but then when you think about it and you look at our history, um, you know, you look at the animal Elijah Muhammad. You look at, even though Malcolm X's life was cut short, but, but look at those who had a certain type of tenacity, creativity. It took quite a lot of sacrifice, work, and in some instances, decades. Uh, I heard that Dr. Karenga called in earlier. Yeah. Well, again, we talk about decades, you see. So things don't often happen in five years, ten years. Look at the AAPRP. How many years has it been, Brother Africa? Yeah, we've been in existence. We came in in 72 uh, for the AAPRP, the AAPRP GC. And you know. 72 to present. GC came in for 16 years. 16 years in the AAPRP GC. Wow. But in this is called AAPRP, it's about 16 years. So right. it's a, as you say, it's a study. And, and, and again, the importance of continuation. Because sometimes things where you have to make certain that the spirit of something can continue in the manner that it was started. So you don't have to move that thing forward. But I remember being a young student on campus and bringing Kwame Ture to my campus. I never dreamt, you know, being a freshman in college, that I would actually be able to sit with him, talk with him, and, and you know, exchange a certain kind of interaction. I had no idea. But I'm saying how it is to be involved at a very early age. Those that can't, you know, be involved at a very early age, being planted, and those are the experiences that you're able to draw from. And so I know, I met Dr. Karenga when I was in college. In fact, uh, at Philadelphia, we were the first student organization to bring Dr. Karenga into our campus, the very first in Philadelphia. So, you know, because I was a, a, the, the president of the Black Student Union, even, even in college. So, again, to, to be able to see and know the consistency and to feel it, uh, these are the things that are their priceless. That's how you heard it live, a sister emphasis. She's not joking. She's not shucking. She's not jiving. 
One question. She's on the ball. Ask the question. I'm asking. I, I was remiss in not saying. Million Women March 25-year anniversary is coming. And, and listen, sisters in particular, I'm telling you, if we do not claim what is rightfully ours, our place not only in history but in the world, I guarantee you somebody else will. So please, for your sake, not for mine, because we already know what, what we need to do on this end, but for your sake, for our people's sake, for our children's sake, please get involved in some kind of way. And if not with us, some organization. But an organization is really trying to help our people. There is a difference. You've got to let you um, let the PLC your women. You need some women on a delegation to our single ride trip to Cuba this July. Make a call to your women to come on out to our women. If you need to come together and support our brothers and sisters in Cuba, I understand that the Cuban Revolution is a part of the overall revolutionary movement to get rid of capitalism and all that perception. Absolutely. And th- and this is what, we, you know, it would be wonderful if a sister delegation could go mm-hmm. to Cuba and, and particularly to meet with sisters in Cuba. That's mm-hmm. what the Million Women Movement is about, going all over the world. So, yeah, those sisters that are interested in being a part of a delegation to do that, let's do that. And let's demonstrate that we can do something like that. Other women are doing those kinds of things on a global level. What are black women doing? What are African women doing on a consistent, global level here in the U.S.? Because we know it's happening throughout the diaspora. But here in the U.S., show it to me. I I would love to see it because I know I've been out here on this front line building it, and it's been extremely difficult to do so. So, again, with sisters, it is time for us to create kind of movement that is essential for us and not necessarily have to, you know, deal with everybody else unless you just want to. <laughs> and I said it, and I meant it. But, again, if sisters can't go to Cuba, you have children. We have students. Always supported our women, our youth. So this will be a great opportunity for one of our youth, or some of our youth, some of our young adults, some of our students to make this kind and on that note, we like to thank you, and we want to reemphasize the point that you just made. The Africa on the Moon, in partnership this year with the African Women Association, we are making call out to Africans all over the world, all freedom of the people, to come and travel with us this July, the July 23rd and 31st, as we leave for Cancun to go to Cuba for one week. We will visit three cities: Guantanamo, Santiago, and Havana. Hey. If you're going to invest your money in something, this is the best investment you make. Invest in human beings. Invest in those countries that invest in your liberation. That's Cuba's one of them. So come on, join the African Women Association. Join um, Afro on the Move by emailing them at African Awareness Association 2 at gmail.com. So, sister, we thank you. All right, listen, one last thing. If you want more information, please email us at nationalmwm at aol.com. Again, national, spelled out. M-W-M at AOL.com, or you can text us at area code 267-636-3802 and 267-636-3802. Onward. We'll have a bathroom number. As we stated earlier that um, we are trying to find a way to go around a so-called dysfunctioning board today. From time to time, we have these issues that we can't control. 
And for those who's on the line, be waiting patiently. Patiently, we ask you to continue to wait. But right now, the board is still not responding to y'all, so it's not that we don't want you. We love you, but like anything else, we got to make the best use of this time because as of right now, let's, let me see if we can try these folks right now. Let's see if we can try our brothers and sisters. We're going to bring in Carlos 6548. Carlos 6548. Welcome to Africa on the Moon. Can you hear us? 6548, we still having problems with our board. So why are we trying to get that straight? We will continue to do do stories, do testimonies, do um, tributes, do all the things you do to honor a great brother like Bob Brown and wish him a happy 74 year birthday. And just for the time, there are so many people in here. Let's see who, who we can bring over. Yes, but he's getting the Call the six four. It's called a six five four eight. Can you hear us? You're trying to bring in six five six five four eight. The mic is yours. Can you hear us? Hello, Carlo. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. He's trying to work this thing out. It seems that it, it says that from time to time we're doing some type of programs where we're kicking kicking information. And they have ways to satisfy your program, but we got to do more plays. So we can continue. We can let them break that part up like this. Um, at this point in time, what we're going to do is um, try to find someone else we can talk about. So many people here. Sister Susan. Sister Sue. Come on over for a few minutes. We can bring in another. Caller at 6057. Um, six zero five seven. We're trying to bring you in. If you hang up and call back in, we probably can connect you. Oh, you already on? Okay. Okay. What about uh, four two nine zero? Okay. Four two nine zero. We're going to try to bring you in again. And if not, if you can call in. Yeah, your boards are frozen. Okay. Yep. Your boards are frozen. Okay. Yeah. Right now, guys, our board is frozen and it's out of our control. We didn't plan this like this, but we can make the best of it. Sister Susan, come on over here. Let me just interview you for a few minutes. We got with us Sister Susan, who is another organizer, revolutionary, and she's a sister. She's a bad sister. So we'd like to welcome her to Africa. Welcome, Sister Susan. Introduce yourself. Good afternoon. My name is Suzanne. How you doing? I'm doing how you doing, working hard. I see that working hard, because we're working hard all the time. But we're here to celebrate Bob Brown's birthday, 74th birthday. Talk a little bit about Bob Brown and how his work has made an impact to you and um, why you appreciate a brother like Bob Brown. Hmm. Bob Brown, huh? One of the most intelligent people I've ever come across, known him for a long time, decades. And he is a principal, um, kind, and a real revolutionary. Sorry about that. And the education that he can give for the youth, I think it would be worth for you to listen and learn and 
to become conscious of what's around you and what you're doing. Uh, so, 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 you know, a lot of times when you talk about leadership, and you talk about men, a lot of times they've been criticized with being real sexist and don't really get women that proper to How do you feel about Bob Brown when it comes to this question of women's participation and women's and respecting women, African women and women in general? He has the highest respect for women. Um, especially when you're in the organization, you know, organization-wise, um, it's not any sexism and things like that. Uh, the utmost respect for us and always got our back, always. We have your back. He always has your back, huh? He has the sister back, huh? Mm-hmm. That's Brother Bob Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, you saying that, you just, you just, you just, you just, Tell me anything. Yes. Right, what do you think about Bob Brown? Some of your most memorable moments being around Bob. Give me one or two. Wow. Memorable, huh? I guess it would have been the Million Man March uh, and being the coordinator of it. Million Man March. That, seeing that coming to fruition, it was just amazing. So the, uh, what do you call it, Lee? The, when you have to you know, coordinate and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a hell of a coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that, but he's a hell of a coordinator. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Bob Brown, how you doing? Hi. Got to go. He's working in his birthday. He's working in his birthday. Can you read that? Yeah. All right, say goodbye to the people. Hi, people. Yo, be strong. Join an organization. We are in the All-African People's Revolution.
and also wish everybody a lot of success in whatever they're doing and uh, for the cause of the people. Thank you. Now, you got to eat that quick, because, you know, we don't get to often talk to brothers from the continent, one-on-one, and have that long-term experience. You have had a chance, really, to incorporate yourself in the communities of Africans in the United States. A lot of times, Africans from, from Africa come here, they don't get a chance, really, to get involved in the community. But you have had a chance, really, to learn and know the community of the Africans here. Now, what I want to ask you, first and foremost, for the Africans who, who listen to this program around the world, particularly in the United States, Tell them just a little bit of history, a little something about Guinea. What is Guinea? Most people never have to go to Guinea. They don't teach us that in, in high school, okay. in middle school. So you're our teacher, brother. Okay, teacher. Right, okay. okay, Guinea is on the west coast of, of, uh, on the west coast of Africa, and uh, it is the first country to take independence from the French colonial empire, of course. And uh, the country had to pay for that, and uh, we have been uh, struggling ever since. So hopefully, there are better days ahead. Thank you. I he told you a little something about Guinea, but he didn't tell you nothing about Bob Brown and his son for his birthday. Describe Brother Bob and uh, why you have such a strong respect and love for Brother Bob. Well, I have to say that uh, when I came to the U.S. in the 80s, I was recommended by Kwame Ture to meet with Bob Brown and Bamboshi and uh, Helen Collins. So, so ever since I have arrived here, I have been a very close friend of Bob, and uh, we have been uh, our friendship has been uh, long, as long as I uh, have been in the United States. So it has been a very positive uh, relationship, very kind, and always supportive. Thank you. And Brother Apple, you know, they say, can't unite, but I don't believe in that. Well, you know, what do you say to Africans who don't understand the importance of Pan-Africanism? Why Pan-Africanism is important for all Africans who work as one and work for the interests of Mother Africa? Yeah, well, the problem you have is uh, the small part, parts of everybody is separated and everything. So we have hopefully new generation of young people who are living with diaspora back to Africa who are trying, trying to unite uh, the whole uh, continent and it is working more than ever before. Uh, people who have a vested interest for the continent not to be united, are very scared at this point. This is working, working very well. We have uh, brothers like Kemi uh, Seva, brothers like uh, Franklin Yamsi, Wakameroon, and uh, Natalie Yam, who are shaking the coconut tree. And things are really going very well, and. Uh, to the point that we have some situations that um, are making the, all these uh, despots, rulers in Africa, very worried. So, think, you talk about it. And your final words on Bob Brown. If you had to think of three words to describe Brother Bob Brown, three words, what would they be? Loyal, kind, and uncompromising. Yeah. That was Brother Africa Guinea, 
for sharing with you his perspective on his love for Brother Bob Brown. And we have people coming out the woodwork. You got people falling off the sky. You got people jumping off the trees just to be here for Bob Brown. What's going on? What's going on? This is Africa on the moon. That's right. We on the moon. You got to come on the moon with us. We're going to fall out of the bathroom now. I got this brother here. I don't know. I remember seeing this brother some time ago, but I know I saw him before. I know he does good work. Brother, come and talk to me. What is your name? My name is Paul Pumphrey. I'm with Friends of the Congo. I'm one of the founding members of Friends of the Congo. I uh, recently, uh, last November, uh, was down at the elections in Nicaragua. And, um, in fact, I encourage people to actually go witness yourself, and you'll see how much misrepresentation of the truth is given by the media in this country of the U.S., uh, you had the president of the United States claiming that the elections of Nicaragua was illegitimate the day before the election. Now, how are you going to make that kind of decision that had you made the election? Observation was clear that, in fact, their election worked a lot smoother than here in the United States. I'll give you one good example. As in the United States, a lot of their polls were in schools. But not like the United States, uh, here in the United States, they force most people to be in one, to one room to vote. What they did down there was, since there were multiple classrooms, they divided up the community and had people go to separate classrooms. That way, they weren't so crowded. It was, they were able to um, move smoothly and be able to not feel under pressure while they were voting. I had opportunity to speak with observers from opposition parties in Nicaragua, and they themselves commended the government for the smooth um, activities of the election itself. And they admitted that they strongly believe that there should never be any type of sanctions put against Nicaragua because the sanctions hurt the small person. They hurt the everyday people, not people who would Business, business, or business people or the government officials, the sanctions mostly hurt the everyday people from able to get some of their basic needs as they may need it. And so this is not a position that came from the government party of, of, of Nicaragua, but this is came from the opposition party making these type of statements. So I encourage those of us who are able to go see for ourselves and we will see how misrepresented the information is passed back to these people in the United States as to what is going on in countries such as Nicaragua, such as Venezuela, such as even the Congo. Uh, and all I can say is that I, I felt very honored to be able to have witnessed myself, and I made a commitment that every opportunity I had to share what I saw that I would share that information with our other brothers and sisters here in the United States. Because the mass media in the United States is constantly controlled. In fact, they say there are six corporations that control over 90% of the mass media in the United States. And so how can you have a democratic uh, informational system over the media if there's only six people, six organizations that's going to control Everybody, what everybody's going to hear about the country. And so we really have, beyond the typical corporate media, 
if we are going to have a better understanding of what's going on in the world, uh, good example is like what's happening here in Europe today. Uh, a good example is when they're talking about what's going on in Ukraine. We are being told over the mass media that, in fact, oh, it's just aggression done by Russia. But the question is, is this, if the people of the United if the government of the United States is concerned about the people of the United States, why is it they're just sending arms over there and let them be the ones who are suffering? At the same time, you had situations where public television interviewed a man in Ukraine, and in the background of his office, he had a picture of a Nazi up on his wall. And what did the public TV do? They blurred out the picture. Why would they blur out the picture? Obviously, they knew this guy had a Nazi on the wall. Yet they never brought that information to the public as they played the whole interview with the blurred out picture and never discussed what the picture was about that they were covering up. So I encourage us to look, you know, and seek other forms of information being shared other than that of was controlled by the corporate media, the corporate media doesn't tell us the truth. So as you can see, um, the relationship that Bob has with um, many movements, you know, he seems often judge a man by the company he keeps. If you look at you look at this company today, it says something. It says something very powerful and very positive about Brown. And this is why he had the diverse movements of people coming in on his 74th birthday to give their thanks and their appreciation to this brother. Brother, brother Paul, can you just tell us a little something about how you view Bob, his contribution to his people movement, and, um, and just having one place to organize to another? Um, what is your story on the story of his and back to brother Bob Brown? I found that Bob has, uh, uh, has, and I have crossed paths many times as we struggle for peace and justice, not only here in the United States, throughout Africa, throughout the Caribbean, throughout Central America, throughout South America, and throughout many parts of the world. It is clear in our struggle that we end up having to make many sacrifices. But, in fact, I can tell you from the many victories that we have seen that, in fact, those sacrifices were worth it. That Bob himself, Bob is not a person that has not allowed himself to compromise on his principles. Now, he may change tactics given the circumstances in which the struggle he's working with, but the principles is where he's been steadfast on. And that is one of the reasons why I have respected him uh, as I've worked with him over the years. And I say to each of the people here listening to this program today that that type of sacrifice and dedication is the type of example that we need to follow as we wage our struggle for peace and justice and the liberation of African people throughout the world. I said, Paul, if you had to say three words that best typify Bob Brown, what would be those three words to you? Those three words would be, he is a gentleman who is dedicated to justice. 
He's a gentleman dedicated to African liberation and to African people. And so those are things that I can say that each time I have worked with Boss, he has come back and, and exhibited his dedication. He is not just to African people, struggles like Native Americans here in the United States and other people struggle that are fighting against world imperialism and injustice. So if one was to, from my point of view, describe Bob Brown, I would say he's a gentleman who is steadfast towards peace and justice. That's right. You heard it direct from Brother Paul Pope, the Prince of the Congo. You heard it direct. And he won't joke it. He's speaking truth to the pilots and the powerful. Brother Paul, we'd like to thank you. Let's stay in touch, brother. Good work. You're listening to Outdoor the Moon. We come on every Sunday from 7 p.m. every Sunday evening. You call in at 323-679-0841. Share some of your thoughts and views from week to week with us. And you can just listen to us and share our program with your friends in your network because we're about information. We know how critical information is because without information, you can't think. And we know how critical organization is. Without organization, you can't think clearly. So what we try to do is give our people not what they want, but what they need. They need information. What kind of information? They need about real information. Well, how do they use the information by itself? No, they can use it in the context of an organization. It's the organization that allows you to be organized. It's the organization that allows you to be critical. It's the organization that makes things work. No unorganized force will against the organized force can defeat them. But we must understand that. So this is one of, one of the things we try to bring in Africa. Was this brother Key, brother Moses, brother Moore, or our special guest from week to week? We want to bring you proper information that you can use as a tool to help liberate your people. Help liberate you, but most of all, help liberate all of humanity. Yes, we'll be on live today. We'll be going at least for three to six, and we have a, another social media network coming on where you can go on Facebook and YouTube, all that good stuff. And you can do that by making sure that you go to this website. Get your pen and a piece of paper out, and I'll pause for a second and tell you how you can continue to participate and enjoy, enjoy this program. You can go to the website www.a-aprp-gc.org. They will have a link where you can link, where you can click on the link on their website, and it will take you directly to the remainder of this program, starting from 6 to 9 p.m. But in the meantime, you can stay with us. We're going to be here. And they thought they were going to change something by messing with our board today, but we're going to fool them. Me not joking. We're going to fool them because we're dealing with Brother Bob Brown. He deserves the best and none less. Yeah, I'll go bring you in. I'll go bring you in. Yeah, we got you. We we, we, we are talking about it's 6 59. We got that 7. Yeah. We're going to be on to that 7 o'clock. So, you know, we try to get other folks to come in and um, say, 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 say a few words, a few words. So, um, I, I got you. I, I thought. 
<laughs> talking right there. We're trying to see how you coordinate this program. <laughs> We got about half hour from three to six at quarter two. Okay, we got you. Bob Brown's coming up shortly at 10 minutes to six to make a sign a statement. So that's what we're discussing. So we got to make adjustments and stuff. So, guys, y'all stay with us. But most importantly, make sure before um, right at six o'clock, you go to this website, the AAPRPGC website. It's on the front page. You can just follow the link, click on the link. And you'll see the remainder of the program live. So you'll go to www.a-aprp.gc.org, and you'll be able to connect. Again, apologies to all those that we are planned to uh, allow you opportunity to call in and make your contribution to Bob's 74th birthday. It will be on our uh, powers. And we're doing the best we can. They are closing our boards. And for time to time, those things happen. For sure, no technology. But I guess lessons and all of that is that we got to learn to create our own technology. If you want a free press, they tell me, you better own one. So we got to create our own technology. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to see if we can find someone else. We're going to see, see somebody else. Give me some double eggs. We need some else. I'm small. I don't eat the guy. I'm not a medium. I'm not a medium. He must sell or something. Y'all excuse me. But um, this is Africa on the move. So let's see if we get some of these sisters out here, some of these sisters. So I keep, while we wait for somebody to come back over here and let's talk a little bit, get people something. We can't afford to have them with their air time. We got to get the people all the information stuff they can give us. Uh, get the strategy to see you in. How the day going so far with you? Yeah, it's a, uh, a, 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 a festive, festive uh uh, activity. Uh, people representing all kind of organizations that are here, you know, they have the opportunity to discuss, you know, current events, you know, from very, very, you know, different perspectives. So it's very, very enlightening uh, to have this opportunity to actually talk to people from different, you know, ideological perspectives. Uh, the, uh, the only downside is the, uh, the smoke from the grill. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. It's, it's uh, they, they're grilling uh, uh, fish, franks, uh, steaks, uh, ribs, uh, that kind of a damn home uh, menu. Uh, you know, uh, personally, you know, my position is that uh, the damn home menu has its place. But I think in, in our attempt to 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 to, uh, to rise, uh, what we consume, I think, becomes very very important. And so my position is that the less we consume meat, the better off we are. But, of course, that's a personal personal uh, opinion. Uh, but I think that certainly it's one that uh, tends to elevate, uh, you know, uh, the, the human psyche. Uh, also, I think that, uh, you know, um, there's a tremendous amount of, of women here. And, uh, you know, I, I got an opportunity to talk to one sister from Africa. And she had a very unique perspective in terms of, you know, African tradition. Uh, one of the things is that his, historically, you know, we, we talk about African, history, uh, African culture as some type of monolith. The bottom line is that um, there are many, many different kinds of cultures, many different um, uh, uh, languages that exist in Africa. So people have a different way, different ways in terms of expressing, you know, the, you know their, uh, their cultural perspectives. 
And so she was very, very clear, you know, that one thing that we have to begin to understand is not to see Africans as a monolith, but to see Africans, you know, as, you know, uh, unique, uh, unique, uh, unique groupings. Uh, which, by no stretch of imagination, she's saying that um, she's about divisiveness. She's just advocating the fact that this is this is reality in terms of the continent. And uh, the struggle, of course, is, is to the extent that tribalism exists, that has to be overcome. And, but she's optimistic that with a younger generation, of, uh, that, that tendency in terms of tribalism is on its way out, which is a very good thing for humanity. Because I think, by and large, the, the humanity of people, or humanity generally, depends on, you know, what happens in Africa. Uh, Africa is the center of the world. But not only is the center of the world from a philosophical point of view or geological point of view, but also just in terms of, you know, competing ideologies, uh, ideas, uh, philosophies. Africa plays a big part in terms of dissemination of information. Uh, unfortunately, given the fact that there have been this, this historical uh, 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 manipulation of information. People are not cognizant of Africa's contribution in terms of, you know, intellectual thought. But but if you studied African contributions to intellectual thought, then it's, it's, it's very, very pervasive. It exists throughout the continent. And so, therefore, clearly Africans have something to say. In fact, when you look at the, con- the, the, con- the con- conditions uh, you know, on the African continent, it's very, very clear that those conditions can only be overcome. Well, number one, it has to be done in the context of the African, in the African context. Also, also, it, it has to be done in a way in which recognize the historical contributions of Africa in terms of, you know, of the, the, the focus on the collectivity. Now, I want people to be very, very clear on this point. When we talk about the collectivity, then we're not talking about 100% across Africa that all cultures stress uh, you know, called you know, communal aspect of living. You did have cultures that actually emphasized the individual. So you did have that. So we need to be clear on that. But in the context, in terms of the collectivity, after is, in terms of as a continent, serves as a, the best example in terms of, you know, culture is just practice as in terms of collectivity. So in that regard, Africa, in terms of bringing about a different paradigm to the world, Africa has something to say, indeed, Africa will be a, a pivotal role in terms of bringing about that, that, that much needed change community seeks. Hold on. Hold on for a second. We have some, some trouble here. Uh, hold on one second. Elite. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hold on. We get, we'll get Brother Africa back here. Uh, we have some technical difficulties, so I'm not sure if he wants me to tinker with the board, so I'm going to get him back here, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Just hold on. We'll be right back with you momentarily. Uh, somebody wants you. Uh, 535. 537. Welcome back to the Africa on the News. John. Steinbach, who's been working with Bob and Virgin Movement for many, many years. I mean, this is a who's who birthday party here. I've never been to one of these before. And not made by Hollywood. Made by our people. Made by the movement. Made with love. And made with revolutionary understanding. And made with revolutionary principles. 
Yeah, this one, he didn't profile here. And he had this five. You didn't listen no. That's right. This is Brother Africa on Africa on the Move. And we're making a call to all of the organizations, progressive revolutionary organizations, to come and join us on July the 23rd to 31st. And we take our African tour, liberation tour, freedom ride tour to Cuba under the banner of the African Awareness Association. And if you can't go, at least sponsor someone. I ask each church, each organization, each work study group, come on. Make an investment in make an investment to someone. To someone. I take a woman, you a youth, a student, and tell them um, we can see the Cuba. That's one of the best gifts we can give. Because Cuba will have an impact on your life and it will show you all the alternatives and how beautiful it is to live that you will be in. That what Cuba will show you. What's it like to be a social being? So on that note, we will bring John stand back and uh Brother John introduce yourself and tell the people well, thank you, Brother Africa. Uh, I'm John Steinbach, and uh, I'm with the Hiroshima-Nagasaki Peace Committee of the National Capital Area, and I've been working with Bob Brown for 40 years on a variety of projects, including uh, supporting the radiation survivors from Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and uh, working with a variety of groups, with the American Indian Movement, with All African People's Revolutionary Party, with Pan-African Roots. So it's really delightful to be here on Joliet Street. It's a beautiful day. Uh, there's some high clouds in the sky. Uh, there's about 30 or 40 people here. Uh, most of them are old friends of Bob's. Uh, so we have... Uh, People of all ages, we have some teenagers here. We have some uh, children here, elementary school children. We have a bunch of young adults. That's one of the things about this project here. You'd think, you know, Bob Brown is 74 years old. He's, he's, he's a young guy, actually, for me. And, but, but so looking around, half the people here, more than half the people here, I would say, are younger people. And that's what we need, sisters and brothers, is we need the youth. You know, Bob Brown is a soldier. Uh, he's an organizer. So the first time that I ever met Bob, he was organizing the third world people's component of the disarmament march in Central Park. That was in 1982, and there were over a million people there. And Bob was there. He was working with Herbert Daughtry and others and organizing it. And that was you know, one of the one of the first rallies that was really truly peace rallies that really truly involved one third of the money, one third of the organizers were people of color. And it was truly a global effort. And Bob was central to that. So that was the very first time that I met him, except maybe in 1981 I might have actually met him at Africa Liberation Day. So, so back in the day uh, when we had Africa Liberation Day, we did it at Malcolm X Park. And we had as many as 50,000 people there. We filled half of that park. And we had vendors up and down 16th Street, if you can picture that, up and down 15th Street for a quarter of a mile. 
and we had renowned international speakers there. And who organized that? Who was the main organizer of that, Brother Africa? Bob Brown. So, and just to give you some other examples of the things that Bob has done over the years, I, you know, before I ever met him, uh, Bob was heavily involved in the leadership of SNCC. Uh, you know, Bob is only one of a, a number of my friends that were in SNCC, but, but, you know, Bob was really important. He worked with Kwame Touré. Sokley Carmichael, and uh, and was instrumental in organizing the Black Panther Party as well. Working with working with the Panthers in in uh, Chicago, uh, he. Uh, I I mean I want to say this again that Bob Brown is a soldier. I mean he's gone through a lot. He's been harassed by the cops. He's been investigated by the FBI. He has been thrown into prison, in, into what our Native American friends call the Iron House. And this, this, is a, this is an area where I haven't worked with Bob, but I've worked with American Indian Movement with a group called the, uh, uh, the Indigenous Inmate Support Project. And we work with federal prisoners and working with uh, Leonard. And Bob has been a mentor uh, with me in, in doing, doing my prison work. And um, so I want to give a couple other examples to folks who, do, who don't, maybe don't know Bob or who do know Bob. So this would have been back in the probably the late 80s. Bob is actually sitting here, so he's for sure going to correct me. But I'm thinking maybe the early 90s, certainly the late 80s, early 90s. And things were the U.S. government, as usual, was preparing to uh, invade uh, Iraq. That was for the first time. And, of course, they were, they were cooking up bogus reasons to do it. And so it was critically important that we as a community, as a broad-based community, organize a delegation, a solidarity delegation. And so it was uh, Vernon Bellacourt, and it was Kwame Touré, and a number of uh, African-American activists, Native American activists, uh, and uh, a, a few settlers as well. And I remember we, we were getting ready to go, and it was in Lafayette Park across from the White House. What year was that, Bob? 91, 90? That we did the big rally before you guys took off for Iraq? Probably 91, maybe a 90? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so there's been so many delegations that we can forget. But but this is the one I'm thinking about in particular. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, and he's re he's reminding me of another delegation that went to Libya as well. So I remember that one too. That was a few years later. That was that was ninety four, ninety five. Yeah. Right. Right. So so this is another example of why I say Bob Brown is a soldier. Uh, so he doesn't remember. And, you know, when you get to be our age, you kind of forget because you've done so many things. And and that's why, so, Bob, what I told the, the, the audience is 
that there's more young people here than there are people our age. And this is this is very promising because you know we need to organize. And I want to I want to say you know one last thing because I'm sitting here, my food is getting cold, and I'm gonna hand the phone back to Brother Africa here in a minute. But I want to say this that I want to talk about this NATO United States orchestrated vacation uh, of Russia, and it's been going on for a long time. It started. Uh, back when uh, the Soviet Union collapsed and the United States spent billions and billions of dollars and sent their NGOs uh, to, to Russia basically to steal away all of the people's productive capacity and resources and labor and privatize it all and give it all to the oligarchs. And the oligarchs gave it all to the U.S. corporations. And so now the U.S. government has decided they're going to go for the whole enchilada. And basically what's happened is the Russian people are standing up. They're saying no. And the United States is saying to the people of Africa and Latin America and India and China, well, you better get on board and you better sanction Russia. And what is the world, the majority of the people world doing? They're saying no, thank you. We're going to, we're going to deal with Russia because Russia is our dependable partner. So this is a critical moment in time, and it's an opportunity to say no to U.S. imperialism, to say no to capitalism, and follow in the footsteps of our brother, brother Bob Brown, who's devoted his life to this struggle. So I'm going to give the phone back to Brother Africa now, and thank you so much. Brother Africa, as you said, he'll give you another description of Bob Brown. This is why I got so much love here tonight. I mean, people from all over here. So right now, we're going to bring Brother Bob on, and he can say a few words um, um, as we commemorate his 74th birthday. And um, we have with, with us the one and only on Africa on the Moon, Mr. Bob Brown, the organizer, the revolutionary, the intellectual, the fighter, the brother on the corner. He all of that and more, but he's a bad brother. Brother Bob Brown, welcome to Africa on the Move. Happy 74th birthday. How you doing, Lee? We want to thank you and Africa on the Move of Block Talk Radio for coming to. It's a little informal cookout, and people are coming and going, you know, all day long and whatnot. It's, it's, the United States is finally reopening a little bit, and people are having graduation you know, for the school children today. So a lot of people all over D.C. and other kinds of, you know, pick out and cook out and whatnot and stuff. So it's kind of real active. So we have Lee with, you know, Africa on the Move radio coming in here from 3 to 6. Key, who's firing, firing up right now. And we also have positive images. And you're getting ready to see some some positive images and some loud sounds in a minute. The YouTube and Zoom. Go to the party website. Hold on, you you tell him, Lee. I ain't gonna. Are you gonna say some words for my boy? He have enough here. Hold on, boy. I got a few questions for you, Lee. Though we just want to remind you that for the upcoming program from six to nine, go to the AAPP website. That's www. 
A-A-P-R-P-GC.org. Click on the link and you will come in live on the next program. It's that simple. So um, go ahead and do that now. That got down in a few minutes. We got a few more minutes now, Bob. Tell me what to do. The state of this world today, the state of African, the state of African world today, and and the need for pan Africanism is this something that should be on everybody's mind and truly want to truly help Africa and see themselves. Africa is on fire, and we're not. I mean, this madness. One hundred years ago. United States government, the British government invaded the Soviet Union to overthrow Lenin, and they invaded Ukraine. One hundred years ago, Marcus Garvey was arrested and thrown in penitentiary by all kinds of stuff. I mean, this world is on fire all over Africa, all over the African diaspora. Europe is in conditions today. I mean, millions of people is in the street. I went to the grocery store five times a day and took a jitney back, and it was road rage. I mean, it was road rage with people trying, you know, cussing each other and fussing and whatnot because all of the pent-up energy, all of the pent-up frustration. So we just said, you know, this is 74. And there might not be no more. Some people hope there ain't no more. But we said we were we are going to do the best we can. So it's just a cookout. You know, people floating in and out. Kamal Benjamin got his artwork, an art exhibit like you've never seen. A sister who lives next door with sharing her yard and sharing her grill. You know, we got barbecued pork. We got barbecued beef. We got barbecued ribs. The Indians have rolled in with the fish fry. We got this. It's a cookout. It's a cookout. And we're getting ready to go live on Zoom and YouTube. So many of the people have started started leaving. We're not sure if the second crew will come in. There's a lot of people who said they will come in. People came up from Dallas, Texas. People came in from Richmond, so Oklahoma City. So they're just moseying in and out. But let me go, because we get ready to cut off, and Empress Chi getting ready to cut off, and we got to set mic and positive images up so you can see it. And you can simply go to the AAPRPGC website, click a link, and you'll see us live. Let me roll, Lee. Thank you again, Lee, for everything.
again to all of the other organizations, brothers and sisters. Hey, so now Freedom Rides, Freedom this summer, and we're in the next six days, Friday, July 23rd and 31st. These are three cities in Tribune. Santiago, and Havana. But brothers and sisters, y'all got to come and join us. Give us a call, 
Yeah, many, many programs. They had some excellent um, exhibits to express different people that made contributions to African Liberation Dance institutions, such as Ocho Mead, Malcolm X, Jacob Ture, Columbia Ture, Columbia Puma. Go to that band website. Check that out. Click on the link to join the program. And they made a special, special, special program on the, when they unleashed 46 years of African Liberation Day on video. The many of the past years of African Liberation Day for the first time. You can now go to that website and go under the section event, click on events, and you can go by the next 46 years or so and view some of these historical moments as it relates to the building and the ongoing of African Liberation Day under the APIPTC banner. We talked about the board not working. We talked about you not being able to call in, but we know you with us, and we with you. And um, there's a starting place for some music inspiration going on, but we're not sure if it's going to work. But we're going to we're going to give it a try and see what happens. Okay, we're going to give it a try and see what happens. Let's see if we find some good stuff to get out on. So don't go nowhere. But remember, coming up right now soon. On 69, you can go live and see us live. You can watch DC as we celebrate with Bob and 74th birthday. Trying to see if we can find, we can find some good revolutionary music about the little to the keyboard. That's what we're going to do. But um, let's see what we got here for you. That's some good stuff. Guess I can see what I'm looking at. That's what we have. Get back with us. This board been giving us a hard time, but we can play y'all some good music. We understand culture must be a weapon used as a tool to liberate our people. And we have it here. I know one thing we can go with. Let's start out right now with um, Not Yet Rule. I mean, we are not yet free. Let's see if this one works. Stay present.
that's what we're going to do. Let's see if this wall is still funky. And we're going to bring y'all some beautiful music. Let's see where we at. We had some set up. So I don't want that. Let's see what we have here.